yo, yo. Welcome, welcome, welcome to No Ideas Wisdom. I am Mr. Rob. Got my good brother Zane. The coach ain't in with us. <clears throat> the coach staying backstage a little bit, but he's on he's on the boards rocking out. We got a good show today. What's up, Zane? How are you, man? Cooler, man. Very excited right now, man. We for all y'all out there listening, tuning in tonight. Um, we have a good brother. Uh basically like a the human embodiment of a hip hop museum, the legend, graffiti artist, MC, B boy, entrepreneur, innovator, trendsetter. Come on, man! So many other different monikers and 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 and, and just names I could say. We have Thurston Howe the Third, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's good, people? What's good? What's going on? I don't, I don't see nobody on the screens. I only see myself right now. Do you? Yeah. You should see both of us. You don't see us. I see your two boxes, but they black. Oh wow! It's like darked out. But I mean, I can hear you. It's all good. How you been, brother? Been good, man. I've been blessed, man. Thank God, you know. Yes, sir, man. You look good too, bro. You look real Thank good, you, man. Man. Trying look to maintain, good. man. You know, MCs in they fifties now, man. So right. we ain't going nowhere. That's, tough, <laughs> That's a different pedigree, man. I hope your health yeah. is right. You're doing your push-ups, you eat your sea moss. <laughs> every day, every day, man. I really take it serious, man. Especially if you you're trying to play the game, man. You got to play the part as well, man. You got to be appealing to the people. That's right. For sure. That's right. You got to be, be accessible, man. You got to be a people people's person. Well, bro, can you see us yet? Nah, I still don't see y'all, man. But it's all good. Yeah. Okay, but listen, man. There's so much about you, man. I love, I love creative people. I love people that just all over the place, man. But let's start about who, who was Thurston Howard the Third, man? How, how did that name? Um, you know, Thurston Howard the Third. A lot of people might know him from the character on Gilligan's Island, you know. But I got the name from being thirsty, you know. <laughs> like as a battle rapper, I used to hunt people down and. Right. And you know, my friends would start calling me thirsty. Like, yo, you thirsty. I ain't going nowhere with you no more. All you want to do is battle. You just want to run. So the name Thirsty started sticking to me. And mm -hmm. then, you know, when I fully developed my rhyme style and my voice and everything, it was just natural to become Thurston Howell III, you know? But I really didn't use any gimmicks from the Gilligan's Island character. Right. You know, I always kept it original, man. I spelled the name differently. Right. And all of that, you know? So I wasn't trying to be gimmicky with it, man. But, you know, straight Skilligan's Island out here. And that's crazy, man, because you can, bro, you got a million names. <laughs> yeah. Which I love. But the one the one I love the most is General Low. And I need oh, yeah. to talk about the karate flick, too, son. How'd you put that together, man? I mean, um, one day, my rest in peace, my dude, B1, he's the Black Mantis in the karate movie, um, he came to me with all the weapons and the wardrobe. And right. he said, yo, what could we do with this? And I was like, man, that's a no brainer. He basically gave me everything to do the karate movie. I mean, you know, I'm a karate movie fiend, man, since the seventies and all that. I studied all of them. I watched everything, right. you know, I emulated them. I mimicked it, you know, throughout my entire life, man. You know, right. not because of the woo or nothing, because this was what New York City was doing. You know, I come from that era. That's so right. I mean, um, 
it was just a natural thing for me to do, man. Like to pull off the karate movie. Once I found the, the locations and stuff, and right. I put my cast together, then you know, I, I pulled out that script. And right. next thing you know, you know, I'm, I'm over there doing Kung Fu. And you see my Kung Fu now. Now listen, yo, let me tell you something. Hands down. The low life palm, the low life palm was dope. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, and like you said, man, it's about being creative, man. I try to do it, you know, cause um, a couple of hip hop artists done karate movie themed music videos before. Right. But I don't think nobody ever did it the way I did it. You know, everybody everybody did it in, in a specific way and style, which was entertaining at the time and all that. You know, everybody joined, but I did my own Kung Fu, man. That's what I didn't really see nobody do. I did my own Kung Fu. I did all the voiceovers you hear in the film. Yeah. You know, I can emulate the voices. I could do all that. And, you know, like I said, I wrote the entire script. And, you know, as far as the bull heads with the Shaolin dots and all that, <laughs> I, I was doing all that before I was a rapper, man. We was really doing that in the streets, man. We was in, in Brownsville and in the Garvey. We were really wearing bald heads with Shaolin dots in like 1990, rolling around, you know, to the club 100 deep like that, you know? Like like, like, like Brooklyn monks, huh? <laughs> yep, yep, the same way, you know, like with all the AKAs, you say, you know, I got all these different names. That's not something I started doing when I became a rapper. It, that was always part of my personality before. I always had a nickname for something that I felt I was good at. Or you know some funny comedic kind of shit. So usually in the hood, when you're around your boys, little things happen. Certain things like that. Nicknames come out of that. When you yeah. hang out, little stuff that happens. Man, I got names. I got crazy names too, man. And a bunch of my friends. We don't even have. We don't use our aliases. We use yeah. our nicknames and stuff like that. What's uh, up? Tell you what, brother, man. It's an honor to have you on here tonight, man. Um, I want to give a big shout out to the whole New York. Uh whole Brooklyn and yeah. especially Brownsville because a lot of times too people people even though Brownsville is in Brooklyn it's like it's Brooklyn and then it's Brownsville can you yeah. can you let our, our, our uh, listeners and viewers know the know the difference between that I mean Brownsville is that one section in Brooklyn where the rest of the Brooklyn don't want to go over there you know what I mean mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, you know, Brownsville is, is full of riches and talent, man. Look at all the great people that came out of Brownsville. You know, I mean, they say no struggle, no strength. So, you know, Brownsville really builds your character, man, and creates strong men and warriors and barbarians to come out of there, man. So if if, if you from there, you really bred a different way. I mean, look, look, look of our look at our our spokesperson and mascot, Mike Tyson. You know Mike what I mean? Tyson. Yep. That's yeah. the Brownsville mascot. The you know right? He's the president, like, you know, and then MOP and all that. So you see the right. attitude and the aggression you know, that comes from Brownsville. We had the good brother Billy Dan's on uh, several weeks ago, man. It was an excellent interview. But also in Brownsville, man, you had uh, also Shannon Briggs. <clears throat> I believe, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Zab, Zab beautiful out there too, right? Of course, Zab. I grew up with yeah. Shannon too, man. Shannon actually lives out in Florida, man. We still, we still together all the time, man. That's oh funny, man, man. That's good, bro. Life is yeah. beautiful, you know. Um, like you said, Walona and, and Thelma from Good Times, man. There are a lot of people that came from Brownsville. People don't know. You know, the Three Stooges come from Brownsville. Get out of here. 
Larry, Larry King comes from Brownsville. That's crazy. You know, there, there are a lot of historical uh, people, man. When when I did my research and stuff, I was shocked. Right. I mean, you know, the original Murder, Inc., the the, the Hitman uh, team from from back in the 40s and all that, that was located in Brownsville as well. You know, mm. I, with that Dutch shows and, Yeah. That's what's up. Let's talk about low life, bro. Man, let me tell you something. Ralph Lauren, knowing his history, he's coming to poor kid from the Bronx and flipped his name, created this American brand, and it became the upper crust of fashion. Mm -hmm. I mean, I grew up in the 80s, and my parents, they weren't well off, but they loved that clothing. You know what I'm saying? It was certain type of material clothing that my parents wore and dressed me and my sister in. And then mm-hmm. hip hop came and it took on a whole nother presence. Talk about, let's talk about what was it that drew you to Ralph Lauren's material, like his clothing? I mean, what drew us to it period was the consistency, man, and changing and the, right. the big blow up logos, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was it was a fashion evolution. I say this all the time. The low lifestyle didn't start with polo. It started way before that. You know, it started with it all was, the brands before it that. Brand, it was other brands. So it wasn't just polo. It was gas. It was yeah. But stuff. even even before that, you know, the b boy style. You know, I'm a b boy. I'm a break dancer. So, you know, my stuff started with the puma suit with the ski goggles and the right. and the mm-hmm. shell toes and, and those Adidas, you know, track suits and right. all that. So it was still the same style when we evolved into Fila suits and then Izard right. and Pierre Cardin Velours right. and, right. and the Benetton. It was all the same style. And then it got to the polo. The mm-hmm. polo was only because he was more consistent. He was he was the first brand that I ever witnessed that that actually proved to me what seasonal was, where right. every season is mad new pieces coming out. You know right. what I mean for the fall, for the winter, the and winter. all that. So that's what made right. him the dominant brand amongst us because he just kept coming with it, man, and kept dropping those logos. You know, all these other all these other designer brands have one logo, man. Ralphie was switching it up like crazy. Yeah. And he had, he had variety. He had clean material too, and his colors were always popping. That's yeah, what and, I And his colors always connected. So if you bought right. something yellow, it's always the same yellow you right. connected with, with another item. And you know, I'll be honest with you, back then I wasn't looking at no quality or nothing. I, that was never a thought on my mind the quality of the garment, like, is it going to last the test of time? I was looking fly right now. That's all that matters. I ain't give a fuck about no quality. You know what I mean? This was my right now shit, and this was how it was going down. But give me, give me, give me your definition of fly, thirst and style. I mean, fly head to toe. I mean, the clothes don't make the man. I have my shirt off and I'm fly. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm tatted up. It, it, it's mad different ways to express your flyness. It ain't always the garments. You know, it's it. The garments are actually helping to assist your attitude and your aura of who you already are. You know, that's what really shows how you put your pieces together. You could put me in the same room with a dude who got on the exact same outfit. 
and I'm gonna wear it differently. I'm gonna make it feel different. I'm gonna walk differently. You know what I mean? So it's not gonna be the same. You know, the clothes don't make the man. It's actually the other way around. You know, I wore them. I wore those state greens and all that too. I wore it the same way. I wore polo. You know what I mean? I kept it crispy. I kept it fresh. I might have sewn a logo on or something, but it, it still had the same feel. You know, my aura and my persona had a lot to do with the way the clothes were worn. So when did low life start? I mean, low life history goes real, real deep, man. Like, um, you know, even before low life began, as far as St. John's and Utica and, and Brownsville, Marcus Garvey, we all had years of history before we became the low life in 1988. That's when we came together and, you know, it became official. We were low life as a team. And, and, and is low life different from Ralphie's kid? Uh, no, because everybody from Ralphie kids became low life once the transition happened. Once we merged, everybody automatically became low life. Whether you was Ralphie's kids or you were Polo USA or no matter what team you was coming from, right. once once we merged, everybody was low life now. You know, even if you wasn't there and didn't know what was going on, you was automatically thrown into the equation, which happened to a lot of people. Can you can you educate um the viewers and listeners on way back in the 80s, man, where you know uh polo well just fashion overall was just was 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 just everywhere, man. It was a major influence, especially in the uh community. And tell us about the situations like on the train, man, and the different things that people had to go through as far as they, they <laughs> wearing their garments. Especially, especially polo. I mean, you know the 80s was crazy, so you know you had Bernard Getz gunning people down on the subways and all that. Oh the crime the crime rates on the subways alone was out of control. And then you had the mobs of youth, you know, running through the subways, especially like all those kids going to high school. You know, um it was just always crowded and always chaos. So, you know, anything of value, man, you could get robbed for on the train. You know, um, your clothing, you know, your book bag. It was a time where, where the train, I, I mean, even now it's still, it's still crazy, you know, from the looks of how everything is going down. But yeah. it's always been a serious situation we're walking through, even before the polo, like I said. Right. When you had a sheepskin on back in 83 yeah. or 84, you could get stuck for your sheepskin, your leather bomber, your leather goose, you know, your your raccoon hat. You know what I mean? It was that serious back then. The Russian hats and all that. So it's just it's just the vibe of New York City, man. There's a lot of poor people, you know, there's a lot of starving people in the ghetto and everybody wanna look fly. So sometimes it means, you know, I gotta take that from you so I can look good, you know, better better you than me type of attitude. You know, that's what the 80s was like. Speak about the uh importance of your um of your peoples, man. Uh boost boosting Billy and what he meant well, to the to the to the to the to the to the brand, low life brand. Well, you know, Boostin' Billy was a major, major founder and innovator within Low Life. He brought a lot of different things to the table. You know, he, he for one, he was a master thief. You know, I, I stood in stores with him and I seen him steal stuff in front of, of the 
you know, the, the lady working in the store in front of her face while she's showing him garments and he's bowling shit up, stealing right in front of her face. Thank she don't see nothing. Not, but he's also the originator of throwing the two L's up. All you right. know? You know, he's also uh, a big pioneer who took low lights to Philly. And uh, and he turned the whole Philly out like by 1989. You mm. know what I mean? So Boosting Billy was definitely a major contributor, man. And he he was a thorough dude, man. He wasn't one of them back down dude. He was somebody he's going all out with his time, like you know. Anytime I stood side by side with him, he stood side by side. He's going all the way with it. You know, if you saw my book, uh, very with the low on on the cover, there's a photo of me Boosting Billy and Disco on the actual cover of it. You know, it just shows one one of his. One of his many uh, fly outfits, and you know how him crushing the Gucci sneakers and all that. But he's definitely a legendary name, man. That that really had a lot to do with this low life being what it is, you know? Right, mm -hmm. man. Low life, man. Y'all guys is powerful, man. And to know, y'all got chapters all over the world, man. You got chapters yeah. in Japan. You got chapters in Europe. I mean, man, all I that all that happened through hip hop, you know. Once. Once we became a, a, a positive organization and started making moves in the name of hip hop, you know what I mean? We started connecting people all over the world, man. Just with love and loyalty, because everybody's living the hip hop life first and foremost. Talk about so it basically made, you know, polo the uniform for the hip hop life we live in. You know, we, we follow the laws and the rules of hip hop. And, right. you know, as we live it, man. Now, how, now you're right, because Fashion is, is 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 one of the pillars, man. How you look, how you how you wore your Adidas and how you wore your suits and different things. Has hip hop lost some of its fashion sense today? Uh, not at all, man. I mean, things evolve. They never gonna evolve. You know, they might not evolve the way we want them to, but you gotta respect evolution regardless. You know what I mean? It's going to happen whether you like it or not. You know, um, the crazy thing, right? It's like. More than anything, now fashion is acknowledged more as a fifth element. And you know, uh, low life has a lot to do with that because you know, the way we've been stampeding through the game right now, you know, with everything we're doing. But mm -hmm. it's really acknowledged more now as the fifth element, but I'm gonna tell you the actual factual deal. It was always the first element. Dudes will fly before they wanted to break dance, before they wanted to be All a right. DJ. When they was going to do their graffiti, the fashion aspect was always first. Right. It was also, it was also my first love coming in. You know, right. I was right. I was attracted to the fashion yes, first sir. before I did all these other things. That's a fact. That's a fact. I remember as a kid, I think I was 12 years old. My pops, he was in the street, so he would bring certain shit home. But I went to a party. I went ahead and got a pair of ballet. I had a suede front. I had a leather jacket. I had a leather jacket that had the sheepskin collar way before anybody even had those. Wow. And a blue hat. And I was 12 years old. So where where, you, where you from? I'm from the Bronx. All right. Back yeah. then, getting flowers, actually dressing up, putting on shoes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A British walker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff like that. No sneakers. Sneakers is like time to go play. Or if you're going to a cookout or something. But if right. you went out, you actually really dressed up. 
Yeah, for me, for me, it was always sneakers, man. And, and I was a badly British Walker dude too, and and Wallabies and all that back then. But yeah, yeah, it still was like, you know, yeah. When it's time to get dressed up, I'm I'm throwing on a, a, a tracksuit. I'm throwing on sneakers. Right. Throwing on that that Beaver Kango or something, you know. But I never went. Though you had to get fly though. You had to. I mean, you didn't. You didn't come out your house if you wasn't fly around our way, because for one, everybody gonna rank on you if you not fly. <laughs> right, right, you right. can't handle the jokes, you got to go back home. And <laughs> you know, we was real serious with the jokes at the same time, you know? If you mm. see the kind of punchline rapper I am, you know, in all my music, so you can imagine what kind of jokester I was back then, because that's what mm. made me the punchline rapper I am, being a, a dude ranking all the time in the hood. And you know I'm Puerto Rican, so I'm I'm the only Puerto Rican around sometimes. So I got attacked yeah, by gone. twenty people. Yeah, yeah but I got attacked yeah. twenty people at a time. Everybody got a goya bean joke, you know. But you know I'm coming hard with all kind of jokes because I'm I'm used to ten and twenty people coming at me. So I'm I'm able to you know flip it back. That's how the battle raps really got to be what they are. So before Thurston Howell, you were um, what was your name? Big, 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 the barbarian. Big, big, the barbarian. That was my name in low life. There you go. You know what I mean? Because you know. How, how do you transition from one to the other now? Not, did your rhyme style change, you think? I mean, um, that was always my name in low life. And that's that's from knocking, you know, knocking things out. That was a barbarian. Yep, putting work. When we headed out places, you know, I'm the dude. I'm going, I ain't going home till I get me one of those. So um, <laughs> once 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 I started rapping, like I probably started rapping in 1996, it only took me about two or three months before I evolved into Thurston Howard. Because I started out as Big Victor Barbarian just because that was my name by default. Right. But I still yeah. haven't developed my style and my character and how I wanted to appear on the music. If you mm. notice all, all my, my beginning recordings and all that was all comical you know i wasn't coming on no thug stuff i wasn't talking no toughness creative. that's why i was I, being creative karate flick so much son. the karate shit yeah. was dope, thank you thank you man there's a part two man uh -huh. <laughs> oh man it's not a game right. yeah, hey, so like i said that's how i evolved into thurston man just by you know finding myself going away right. testing my pen and everything that's right now, now take us back to the to the to the essence, man. We had okay. You got you got the art, and then you have the art of it. There's so many facets of that. And back when Beat Street, Wild Style, and all that other stuff came out, the movies came out. Tell me what what uh how it was an influence on you, and also when you think of graffiti, you think of uh, also breakdancing. So tell me how uh Crazy Legs from Rocksteady Crew and also like Wild Style and other movies uh played. You know played a part in your life as far as getting to hip-hop and being an inspiration oh man because i was living it man at the time like i'm in the roxy's every week when 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 beat street is out i see mm. crazy lee crazy leg i see lee robert taylor you know mm. i see all these people live in the flesh man mm -hmm. so it's like i'm not a dude from arkansas somewhere just dreaming about it I'm seeing these people in the movies and I'm actually seeing them live in person in the clubs every week as well. So that was real big for my life to, you know, to
to be a part of it. I wasn't in B Street or anything, but I was there when the entire movement was happening, when the club was popping, when the release of B Street happened. You know what I mean? I'm living the life at the same time. The same with all the graph writers and all that, you know? Like, it, it, it's good to, to know that Crazy Lady is one of my good friends right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. One of the good, I'm proud to call him my brother, Puerto Rican brother, really representing hard for the country and all that, and really hip hop. And, yeah. and lasting the test of time, man, showing what it is to, to be consistent and to push your movement to be global. If anything, that was the inspiration that helped low life stuff happen because they made it happen first. The same way Zulu made it happen and all that, but like I said, I lived amongst those times, man. And and to me, B Street was the greatest hip hop movie ever made. Ever. It, and it was the realest one. The only thing whack about B in B Street was the graph writer Raymo. He, he was trash. <laughs> he was a toy, <laughs> and that's facts, man. Like, come on, they did out of me. everything in the movie, they didn't do him justice. They could have put a real ill dude on that. You know? Yeah. But their movies definitely touched my life, man. They had big influence. Every, I mean, everything hip hop from the gate. You well, know, that's a great segue, bro. Tell me, tell me, um, who who are some of the well-known, respected graffiti artists out there that you, uh, you know, looked up to? You know, what I'm saying when you when you you know that that, that made you want to get into the art of that. Graffiti. What was I mean, what was your tag? tag? All right, my my tag was Raya. You know, I started Raya. tagging. Young man, like I lived in Far Rockaway before Brownsville. Okay. So I started tagging with a lot of artists in, in, in Far Rockaway, Rel and Rice and Joe Five and Bones Malone. Right. And, and you know, and you know, I used to I used to do more pieces in black books than anything. I was I was still young, so I'm not out tagging and bombing the streets like that. Right. I'm inspired by the art and touching the black books. You know, I'm doing my lead jackets. I was a dude, I would do my lead jacket over every week, you know, the piece mm-hmm. on the back. So I was always into pieces. That but should, um that should come back out. Doing doing a jeans jacket should come back out. Yeah, they oh, out, yeah. man. They yeah. they that probably never even stopped. You know what I mean? But um there was writers like like Sonic from Far Rockaway and his brother right. Crazy Eddie, they were masters, you know. And on the Brooklyn side, you know, I always looked up to Weber from Brownsville as well. You know, I know Weber since since way back when as well. He was one of them writers that he used to tear shit up, whatever he did. The same like my brother has, you know, a little like, you know, he was always bombing and tagging and doing and doing burners on the train. You know, I would go hold him down in the system. But you know, from Brown from the Brownsville side of things in low lights, everybody was a graffiti writer in the beginning. That's how most people got their names, like Disco, Beck Live, Rudy. You know, right. everybody were graffiti writers. That's how, you know, we came together in the first place. Right. Yo, man, back then, man, I, I grew up admiring graffiti writers. Shout out to my man Buck, my man Mark Hayes and Matt. These guys, they was nice with the damn marker. You be a you nice with the marker too, though, right? Yeah, I, yo, but that, that's where my inspiration came. And then come to find out my cousin Faye from Shirt King. Oh, that's back. your cousin? That's my yeah, dad. What's up, Faye? Last year, yo, he was. I'm like, yo, son, not. I, I grew up just wanting to write my name all over the place. Yeah, you know I, I was that kid in school where I never did my work. All I did was graffiti <laughs> on the desk, or I wrote everything in graffiti. 
You know what I mean? Like it graffiti had to be the first element to really take take over my mind, body, and soul. Right. And then, you know, and then after that came breakdancing. I was like a fiend for breakdancing, man. I it, it controlled everything I thought about, man. That's how hard I was into it, man. I practiced every day as a young kid, really disciplined to practice every single day to master moves and all of that. Well, let's, let's jump to another element, MC. As an MC, who you love working with as a I mean, wow, that's, I mean, I love working with a lot of people, man. But that, um, that one producer, when you sit down, he throws something on, you be like, yeah, we might yeah, I mean, it, it really doesn't matter for me, the producer, man, because it's all about the right sounds hitting my ear because that's what tells me what to do. The beat, even me, you know, I'm a producer myself, so I produce half of the stuff you heard from me. Right. So a lot of times it takes me to put it together to give me exactly what I want. But I mean, there, there's a lot of producers out there. I love DR period stuff, you yeah. know what I mean? I yeah. like the yeah. hard, grimy hip-hop, man. I always like... Solid Scheme, who used to produce for Das Effects, right. you know, P.F. Cunton, um, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's a lot of producers. Like I said, the Hard Body, I, I love Psycho Lessons production, Domingo, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, this out. is a, yeah, all Hard Body hip hop, man. That's, right, that's sure I'm Ayatollah. We have Ayatollah on here, who's nice too. I love Ayatollah. Yeah, tell Ayatollah, send me a beat too, I'll eat it up. Yo, Ayatollah, you know sing that beat, son, stop playing, man. Real. Yeah, send me that beat. But um, nah, man, this is this is dope, man. And and you're so New York, man. It's good hit listening to us. Like we lived on the same block. Cause I grew up in the '80s, and it was so much about fashion, hip hop. I stayed in the street all day because I didn't want to miss shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't want to miss nothing, man. And with so much going on. Hey, um, we have a question. It says, why do you think hip hop culture as a whole? seems to decline in the states but a broad hip-hop culture is going hard like it is in the 80s i mean they because they appreciate it more we take it for granted here now and I then agree. you know we got we got our our new generations who don't even respect the foundation of it to know the history and all that every place else they do because they living it accordingly you mm -hmm. know what i mean here we're not here's like they don't give a fuck about the forefathers or the rules or biting. Come on, bite like it's crazy, man. Like biting is part of the process now. You know what I mean? So unfortunately, unfortunately, American culture is one that, you know, people don't value it. It comes and goes that fast. No, in a, in America. But in it's America. valued every place else and they yeah. living it accordingly. And worshiping it, man. Look how look how Japan does American culture. Oh man. Especially yeah. hip hop, man. They, oh, yeah. they they low game will give New York a run for their money. That's oh, how yeah. nice they on top of their game with it. When you see the babies too. doing it properly, that's when you know it's that's not when you know it's crazy. Japan, the babies are involved. Japan sneaker game is crazy too, son. This shit over there you ain't never gonna see over here. Yeah, nah, I seen stores in Japan. I like resell um used vintage polo stores. I never seen nothing like that in America. Like uh -huh. stores packed, like you could barely walk through the store. Knitted sweaters piled up to the ceiling in mm. mad different sections. Like, you know, this is a booster's like dream come true being in one of them spots. <laughs> That's crazy. Tell you what, man. This 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 is a question that uh a lot of a lot of a lot of 
Polo and Heads want to know, right? And Low Life Heads want to know, um, out of out of out of hip hop artists, right? Give me give me at least five, not counting yourself, that are true official that that know how to put that Polo or, or Low Life brand together from 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 head to toe. I mean, you you see the representatives out there. You see the yeah. brother Low Sadat X. Yep. You know what I mean, you see Elder Sensei, you see Mayhem Loren out there doing yeah. it, uh-huh. you man. know, you, yeah. you see uh, Nim Low, you see, I mean, it's a long list, Smoke, Smoke Dizza, Dizza. <laughs> you know? I like Smoke Dizza, man, I love his What music. about uh, 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 Just Blaze? Yeah, just just gets busy. I mean, just don't be amongst the circle of, of the family that much. I got but he he lives the culture, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is pretty much intertwined with myself and, and others, yeah. you know. So mm-hmm. that's what makes them the official official, you know. Mm-hmm. Shout out Hurricane G, you know, she be repping hard. J Ruby repping, you know, Juju yeah, from the beat nuts, he goes hard with it. Mm-hmm. Spit gems, you know. There's a lot of uh, active MCs in low lights as well, man. Like a long, long list right now. Mm-hmm. You know? Would you tell would us you about say, that? Uh, now, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it was real quick. Would you say Ralph Lauren is responsible for the existence of Tommy Hilfiger? Mm. Uh, yeah, I believe so because Tommy actually worked for him before he started doing his own thing. Oh, what? You know? Yeah, yeah, that's a known fact. But um, you know, they was they was really popping when low lights began. They was already both out there. Mm. One didn't come that much later. You know what I mean? Like we were touching Tommy early in the game too. But if you know, if you if you if you um hit to the streets of New York in the '90s, like I tell a lot of people, there was a time in the mid '90s when Tommy Hilfiger was out doing polo in the streets. Yeah. Even with low lights, everybody was touching the Tommy more because he was being more consistent with it and more catering to how we were rocking it. And yeah. Polo kind of fell back, and that that went on for quite a few years. You know what I mean? Tommy Hilfiger rugby game was crazy. Man. Yep. Even yeah. even Donna Karen, Donna Karen was showing her ass for a minute and was out doing Polo in these streets in New York. Mary Tell us about how you um linked up and did uh watch these featuring one of the greatest MCs of all time, Eminem. Yeah, my dude M, uh, he I came to New York. This was when uh he still was shopping his deal and all that. And uh we were fresh off for the Rap Olympics, you know, uh event we did in LA. So M came to New York and DJ Spinner had just got his uh his deal with Walker's Records and uh he asked us if we would you know get on his album and do a joint together and I remember it crazy because we was both broke that day me and M walking through Bad Star and we trying to scrape up enough money to get a little bottle or something before we go into Spinner's uh into Spinner's lab and then you know we went there we went in his lab and we did it together on the spot Incredible track, man. Thank um, you, man. Talk about the term low loose on the deuce. Low goose on the deuce. What does that mean? 
Uh, well, low goose on the deuce, you know, is what we was doing back in the days. You know, we was always on the deuce, rocking our low gooses heavy, you know, in the 80s and 90s and all that. So the low goose on the deuce is an event Rack Low put together, kind of bringing back, you know, paying homage to our times we spent on the deuce, you know, with them gooses going crazy and all that. Yeah, that, that was that was a different time too, man. Being on the dude, you had to be out there deep too, that just to have fun. <laughs> yeah, you man. you had to learn the game of being deep. Yeah, that's what dudes didn't know. That's what you know. Even in me with low life, that's something I really helped put together a lot because you know I always been a, a club goer, man, since early early eighties. Like I said, I I used to do the Roxies every week. I would do the fun house and all that and i remember seeing those other crews dominate in those clubs when you know this is times when i was going to the clubs by myself and stuff so there was i remember there was the ball busters i don't know if you ever heard of the ball busters from uptown but they used to be in the clubs deep and any little problem you know they 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 pounding dudes out you know heavy so i learned i learned that part of the game going to latin quarters in union square i learned about really bringing everybody i'm bringing my whole project i'm i'm calling dudes from the next project i'm calling my man from uptown i'm calling dudes from here so whenever we go yo everybody meet outside before we go in so we made sure you know we coming up in here deep deep as hell who would you who 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 is it that you haven't worked with that you would like to work with Oh man, there's a million people I haven't worked with yet, man. I mean, you, you, the list is in. Are you and Sadat working on something? Uh, me and Sadat dropped. We dropped a project called The God and the General. That was recently, wasn't it? Yeah, that was like last year. Yeah, I okay. think that. I, was actually, I mean, me, me and Sadat always got something in the works. You know, we stay uh, jumping on each other's tracks and stuff like that in projects. So yeah. there's always a thirst in Sadat situation somewhere. Yeah, he shouts you out a lot in his music, man, which is dope, man. I love the fact that, that brothers like Sadat, all of, all, of, all of my favorite MCs from the 90s are still making music. These guys are like my mm-hmm. like my Smokey Robinsons, man. You know what I mean? Because they're still yeah. making good music, man. I love the fact that they're doing that. Man. Shout nah, out to that, Netflix, man. And it's a blessing to be able to do it, man, because, you know... You got you got to still you got to be in it to win it, man. This, this game ain't no joke, man. It breaks a lot of people in half, you know. How, so, how, how was it? How, how was it that you kept? I, well, I can see, man, between your passion and your love for fashion, I see why it's kept you around, man. You love what you do, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of scenarios to it, you know, like. Dude, see all the fast stuff, man. I'm not getting dressed up every day for nothing. I'm not one of them dudes, man. I'm a dude who be building shit and carpentry and all. I'm always getting dirty, so I like wearing work clothes, being comfortable. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I mean, the fly and fashion is just part of me, but as far as the creativity and all that, like you right. said, man, you got you got to love it. I think I love it more than anybody. That's what that's what makes my consistency so crazy. And my output, just my love for what I do is like, this is my job, but I never got to go to work because when you love what you do, it's not considered work. But um, I'm still doing it 24-7 every day. You know, when I wake up, I'm getting to work. I'm creating, you know, I'm using my mind. and I'm always trying to think of something nobody has done or, you know, I know it's no ideas original, but 
I try hard like a motherfucker. <laughs> you see, you seen the general low, like you know, like you said, it's no ideas original, but you always gotta help elevate the idea or take it to the next right. level. Right. So you know, like I think that's what I did with the general low because yeah. there were other kung fu videos and stuff. But what did I do different, you know, to make mm -hmm. it, you know, original? I did the Shaolin docks. I never seen nobody do that, you know what right. I mean? And that's actually me. I shaved my head for real, and all of that. You and know? the names and the names you gave your characters: three evil drunk this, cripple beggar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. That, that, I mean, like you know, yeah. like you said, you got you got to really. I watched every karate movie. I can't bite their shit. Right. I had to add my own twist into it. Look at my fighting style, the yeah. legend of the low palm. So it's like this is what I hit you with. I hit you with the L, and that's you know supposed to be Yo, marked and all that. Yo, Zane, if you ever go see it, go check it out, bro. It's nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna definitely check it out. Yeah. But speaking of, speaking of speaking of um the L's too, right? Let us let let the let the listeners know uh the term where you get your L's from. I mean, the term where you get your L's from is like you know people saying who put you down, who put you in low lights, who gave you your L, who solidified you, who co-signed you. You know that's what that means. And um in the beginning, nobody co-signed you. You was dead came and you earned your motherfucking position and you took it. Nobody, you know, gave you L's or anything like that. But when we became an organization for hip hop, you know, then we started pulling people in who were resourceful, right. who were talented, you know, who can help the movement. And, and that's how people were getting their L's, right. you know, because it was a whole new evolution of how low lives are performing and what we stand for, you know, as far as community wise and and in, like I said, in the organization of hip hop, being right. positive for one, you know, yeah, right. we got a crazy background and all that, but that's not what we're portraying today or what we're telling people to be like, right. you know what I mean? And polo is not even a requirement around here. You don't got to wear no polo or nothing. It ain't about none of that, you know what I mean? So we that's definitely a point, you know, I always try to make sure I get across to everybody so they don't get it confused like it's just the dumb shit from back in the days that was going on because now nah, it's a whole nother level of thinking at this point. Could you imagine in the wildest dream that a love for fashion, pretty much a survival tactic that y'all were living by, would bring you to where you are today? And where and where is low life going in the next 20, 30 years. I don't know where's it going, man. I know it's, I know it's moving forward at a rapid pace, and and it shows no signs of slowing down. <laughs> I know that's right. And that's the one thing I see within low life. So you know, as long as it's moving in a positive form, you know what I mean. That's all I hope for and wish that you know it, it actually helps people instead of hinder them. You know, don't get caught up in all the fashion and that you gotta compete and being fly and spend all your money on somebody else's uh, dreams and things like that. You know what I mean? Right. It's just it's just an attitude to have inside of you. It don't matter the brand you wear, man. People need to understand that. You, you know, the clothes don't make you, man. You you gotta make the clothes. So I could rock anything I want, and I promise you, it's gonna look just as good as as if as if I had on polo. You know, but. 
I just want to see everything go to new heights, you know. Uh, like I said, man, we're both one of the biggest organizations in hip hop right now. So I, I definitely, I just want to see this last, man, and and help people, like, you know, add on to people's lives in a positive way, man, as always, like I keep saying, because it done so much for me, man, just the music, the culture, all of it, man, because even becoming an entertainer and me wanting to rap and all, it opened my mind to the entire world, not just me wanting to be an entertainer or right. studying music equipment. Right. Right. It um it expanded my mind to everything that I never even looked at before. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm grateful for everything music has, has done. Music is a gateway drug, man. That's a it's fact. A gateway to knowledge, man, like like a motherfucker too. We got a question here, right? It says, why does it take designers forever to embrace the urban moniker? And it's usually after the streets embrace the designer. I mean, you got to ask the designers, man. They're mm. the, one, they the ones, you know. I think a lot of times, especially in the low life case, um, you know, there's a lot of negativity attached to our story, especially from the past. So, okay. you know, you can understand why some people wouldn't come forward or try to associate themselves with the kind of history, uh, history we had. Okay. or have you know what i mean which is yeah. understandable yeah. once you become a mature man at this stage you gotta understand and respect that so the best thing mm. you can do is clean up your motherfucking act and mm. try to do things accordingly right. man and, and so we could all exist in the world together i tell you what man on that on that that on the on the low life brands uh website man checked out the cookie hat checked out the, the cookie hoodie the uh uh the low life crew tea I see the um the flag tees are all sold out right now, man. Yeah, y'all gotta be up for those for the for the for the for the Fourth of July, bro. Them yeah, things, be like that, man. Going it, out the it, window real quick, you know. Going out the stores real quick. It be uh, like that, man. It be like that. And um, I also see that uh, I think I think one of my favorites on it. I mean, I like everything, but I like that stadium jacket. Mm -hmm. Stadium jacket is crazy. Eighty-eight joint. Yeah, man. But tell me, tell me about your influence uh, uh, down there in uh, Florida. And uh, shout out to your your, your family out of Wynwood too. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I, I came from Florida as well, man. I came from Miami too. You mm -hmm. know, I've been back and forth since the seventies with my family in Miami. So, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I always came at different periods of my life, and I always brought whatever level of hip-hop i was on at the time with me so mm -hmm. i got it I, I was able to touch miami as a graffiti artist as a break dancer you know and then come back as, as a low life and really expand the, the culture of you know low life throughout miami fort lauderdale all the way through orlando man so you know um you know just coming down man i met a lot of brothers that that was you know all hip-hop and where their lives were dedicated to it i call them lifers man the ones who are doing it whether they got record deals or not the ones who are just living it because it's part of their life it's their religion it's their culture so that's that's all that really grouped together you know the people who live hip-hop as a culture and like i said once again the low just became the uniform for everybody to stand together so right. 
And we do a lot of things, man. There's a lot of good things to be done, man. Having having a nice group of people, resourceful people like that, you know? So right. we're doing a lot of things together from Miami, you know, low life Miami family, the low zone in Orlando. Right. You know what I mean? So a lot of good positive things, man. Yeah, we had Willie Esco on the show not too long ago. And he talked about dudes like Carl Kanai and Shabazz that didn't get there just do. What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, saying they didn't get their just due, I don't know if that's appropriate, because if you lived in a time where they dominated, would you say they didn't get their just due? Carl Kanai dominated. Carl Kanai had a nice little lane for a second, yeah. He dominated, though. When he had his lane, he was the dude. It wasn't really nothing. Everybody was switching from guests to damage to use. Everybody was going to Carl Kanai. Even I had a bunch of Carl Kanai outfits and jeans and all that. And I'm a low dude. You know what I mean? So you can't you can't really say they didn't get their just do. There's a lot of it was a lot of short sets in my hood too. I seen a lot yeah, of and, and Carl Kanai still to this day is doing very well. Uh, you know, uh groups like Migos and other uh, you know, uh people in hip hop embrace the uh brand uh, you know and he also doing doing real big at the uh at the flagship sh- uh uh shops out in uh japan too as far as for the brand why do you think why you think they didn't have any longevity evolution man evolution mm-hmm. stopped a lot of people's longevity i mean ralph loren his longevity has been consistent and he never went anywhere because of you know, people like myself and my team, where we upheld it, even mm. when it was going out of style. People told me Polo's out of style before. You know, well, while I had it on, they were telling me, and this, these were fighting words, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> nobody was trying to hear that. Saying my Polo was played out was like telling me I'm played out or I'm washed up. I mean, you there's designers. I mean, there's good quality clothes. I mean, like I said, early on, Man, I wore Valley, I wore Fila, I wore Lacoste, I wore Teeth, I wore Benetton. It was like picking picking fruit from a tree. And then, yeah. then all of a sudden it became, yo, you gotta have that. I'm like, yeah, but what about this? You know what I mean? I used to wear all sorts of stuff, you know what I mean? But, you know, to each his own. Yeah, I mean, that that's basically what it is, man. You, you bred a different way, man, and... and you know, this new generation is bred differently. The generation before you was bred differently. They looked at your clothes the same way you look at the, the new generation clothes. The same thing boils down to the music. Your yeah. generation didn't understand what you were listening to the same way you don't understand what this generation is listening to. It's just evolution, man. We Like, I have, I have kids that listen to all this, so I, I, I get to understand through their ears and eyes. You know, they'll they'll explain stuff to me that I'm not even willing to look at or acknowledge, but they'll bring it to my attention. And and that helps me because I can actually understand it from their perspective. You know, it's just it's just a generational gap. I think, you know, right now or, or I could say throughout all time, the gap between generations was always the music. And for the first time in history, right now, the gap between the generations is the fashion. Because mm. now the generations can connect on vintage, you know, 
in in this in this millennial day and time, this is probably the only era that every throwback or every retro outfit from since 1920 something is back in style. So you can wear styles from the 20s, the 50s, the 60s, 70s, 80s. All that is acceptable in today's time. All at once. That's a fact. You know? My girl Chad, man, she's out there. She got a little adventures boutique. Definitely something. I don't remember the name. I'm talking to chopping it up. But a lot of people are going back to that old, that that, that 50s look. 50s yeah. Version. It was yeah. real elegant, man. Those are elegant styles in the 40s, and I, I love the roaring 20s look. Especially the way the girls dressed, you know? Mm-hmm. All that was fly to me, man. But evolution happens, man. Like, we can't understand these kids with a lot of stuff they do right now. How they dress and all that. But it's not for us to understand all the time. It's their time. It's their time. It's their time to be creative and, and express themselves and in ways we haven't done. Maybe if we watch closely, we can learn something. You know, we don't got to always put them down because... Because, uh, you know, we don't agree with what they want. That's right. You, you know, watch them and you might learn something, man. I learn all the time by watching them. I'm not going to emulate them or bite their styles or nothing. But I'm not going to put it down either like I'm better, you know. Anytime you, you feel you're the better man, that's when you lose, man, most of the time. That's right. You make yourself superior to the next man. That's Tell us cool. about some of the great work you did with MTV. Oh well, you know I got a I got a job at MTV, man. Straight out of prison on a work release program. How about that? Mm-hmm. So um, you know I, I mostly worked behind the scenes as a production assistant for for many years. So it's like I worked side by side with everybody from Michael Jackson to Mariah Carey, and you know, but as a production assistant behind the scenes, so. I'm probably the dude who brought you the soda and made the coffee and things like that, but I was able to see a lot and learn a lot. That's why you see I can make a thousand videos because of my time and experience, you know, from MTV, man. They actually gave me a beautiful opportunity there that, which really helped change my life to this day, you know? That was one of the biggest pieces that helped transition my life into what it is today, working at MTV. Would you would you prefer uh uh to this day would you prefer working behind the scenes or being like you know out there in front of the camera? I do both all the time. If you notice, if you look at all my films, um, I'm even though I'm the star, I'm still behind the scenes. Still I'm behind the director. The I'm the executive producer. I'm I'm usually the coordinator. I did the shot list. I set up the schedule. I had mm-hmm. to, you know, orchestrate and coordinate the wardrobe. I had to find a location. I'm always behind the scenes right now, even though I'm the star of most of my production. Shout out my brother, Low Box Low. You know, he directs almost everything with me. Uh, you know, my whole Miami family squad out here who really gets busy on the production side with us. I'm going to have to call you Thurston Spielberg in a second, brother. Yeah, for sure. Skillberg. Skillberg. You said put the skill in there. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, my company is, is Skillusion Film. So, you know, that's that's the imprint I use for, for my joint. Nice. But what, what are you working on musically? You working on anything? I work on music all the time. I never have to work on a project. Um, 
I just work on anytime I hear something I'm feeling, I just knock it out and it goes in the vault. Whenever I want to pull out a project or I got an idea for a concept album, I just go on my files and I see what matches that concept and I'll pull from that and I have an album. You know, I always work on music. I never got to make time to work on it. Anytime I'm feeling something, I just knock it out instantly and get it. My files stack up like crazy, man. There's a lot of albums coming out right now. There's a lot of songs, a lot of music. I even got an EP with uh, two live crew, me and brother Marquise. You know mm. what I mean? Called Nastier Than Ever. You know, wow. straight doing that nasty stuff. Uh, I got the, the Thoughts Illustrated album coming. There's a, lot, there's a lot of joints on there. You know, I got uh, Smoother Hustler, DV Alias Christ. I got the Cellar Dwellers. I got Rock Nest Monster, the Booze Brothers. I got Master Ace, AG. Uh, AG, long you got the God on there? That's my brother, man. Yeah, that's my brother, man. AG from Patterson, man. That's my brother, man, for real. You from, you from up that, that way in the Bronx? Yes, sir. That's uh, the OG, yeah. man. That's my OG right there. Oh, no, nah, that's what it is. I used to come up in Patterson and hang out with them dudes all the time, man. Yes, uh, I'm from, yeah, he and, and his pops, his pops Joe lived up on, on Boston Road. Up wow. in, the, in the Northeast Bronx, too, man. That's where I know I'm from. Nah, much love to my bro, uh, AG. That's Andre right. the Giant. Much love, baby. Shout out to being in the crates, man. This is great, man. Yo, you're, you're a fly dude, man, but I'm not surprised. You're from Brooklyn. Brooklyn Cats, they keep it clean, they keep it gully. But I like this conversation, man. This is good stuff, man. Nah, love is love. Appreciate y'all having me on here. Another thing too, right? Um, tell us about um when you when you work with Ralph Lauren and uh Vice magazine for the uh for the Snow Beach uh 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 I think it was like a Snow Beach uh Yeah, it was it was the release it was the release of the Snow Beach uh the Snow Beach line. Uh the retro line came back out, man. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I was hired as one of the models for the campaign, you know, through Ralph Lauren and, and Vice Magazine, did a nice shoot for it. You know, it was myself, Mayhem Lauren was there, Tom Gould, who, who, who co-authored the book, Bury Me With The Low On, with me. Um, you know, that was my first one, man, because, you know, I, after that, I did the Five Horsemen shoot. Mm. I don't know if you knew about that. So, uh, did you know about the Very Ralph documentary that dropped? Hey, what am I missing? I'm missing shit now. Oh, man. Don't tell me you don't know. <laughs> Yo, they dropped the Ralph Lorenz life story, man, called Very Ralph, his documentary about his life, man. It came out in HBO of December 2019. I'm in his life story as well, man. They gave me a segment in his life story. Yo, so that was, that was real big. That that means yeah. y'all missed out. Y'all missed out, man. Me, that's a major move right there for them to put you in there in this documentary like that. I mean, that was a big move for hip hop in Hell general yeah. and low lifes and myself. You know what I mean? So, you know, Ralph co-signed everything, man, and and gave the love back. So that was a big look, man. That's the that's the power of influence, man. Yeah. You know, when when you when you love something. And it, and it attaches you to your lifestyle and you breathe it, you live it. That's hip hop. That's what we are, man. We're, we're, yeah. we're products of that, man. How we look, how we talk. I mean, I, I, it was funny for me working in corporate America so long. Here, 
Here's a kid from the South Bronx. I'm in here with suits and ties. I said, do they really know me? <laughs> do they yeah. really know me, son? It's crazy, though. It's crazy. Zay, what you got, Zay? Tell you what, man. This, this, this right here, to me, was a very dope interview. Um, I definitely, I, I definitely want to, want to, want to, want to see if you can come back sometime before this year is up, man. Because we, um, we actually working on a couple of things. We, we working on doing a compilation album. We, we spoke with, uh, what's my man name? Uh, what's my name? Man? My man named Rob. Uh. Ayatollah, we spoke with a lot of other different people that we had on here, man. We, we looking to possibly do a, a project sometime next year, but we, we definitely want to have you back on later on this year, Thursday, how the third. Right, definitely well, honor that. Hey, man, you want to give any shout outs and let anybody know, you know, how to, yeah, how to get at you for any shows or, or upcoming uh, stuff you have? You already know. Just hit me up, Thursday, how the third on, on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, hit up my page, ThurstonHowTheThird.com as well. You know, to cop all the music, the merch. And, you know, you need them shows. You need video directing. You need, you know, artist development, whatever it is. You need a script written. You need it, you know, to go down. Just give me a holler, man. We can work. I'm all about that work, man. Work is in. Yeah. Love, work. man. And I want to give love to everybody, man, who supports me, man, and everything I do, all the people who share my stuff, you know, the people who shout me out and put me on a pedestal, man, just out of love because they appreciate what I do for the culture, man, you know, because that's all I ever wanted, man, was to be respected for what I do, man, because, like I said, I love it, man. You got my respect, Paul, and I appreciate you. I appreciate everything you did for the game. I appreciate your fashion sense. Thank you, man. Loving, loving Ralph Lauren the way you did because it didn't just take you all over the world. It took so many other people all over the world, man. Yo, you know, I still never seen y'all not once this entire interview. Your, your, your yeah, box, I don't know what the heck your box is on. But on your side, you able to see all three, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first like, time so it's ever like, happened on the show. I was like, yeah. yo, they trying to conceal their identity. <laughs> nah, man. Nah. <laughs> nah. Bro, we ain't the ops, man. We ain't the secret out <laughs> Yeah, it's we all know. good. It's all good. You know, you know what it is. Be good, brothers. But man, this is a. It's been a great time, and it's a pleasure having talking to you, man. And I wish you the best in all of what you're doing that you got going on. Everybody that supports you. Thank you, man. Likewise to you and your platform, you know, and your peoples, man. And I appreciate you guys taking the time to even want me up on here, man. You know, and appreciate you, my Appreciate it, right. man. Love, 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 love baby. All love. the time. Thank you, man. All right, got you. Peace. That was dope, son. I can't even. Yeah, lie. man.